all the praise, Lord, for all you've done. I love Kaika Lipa so much. Yes, what a great day.
towards your statutes and not turn selfish gain. And this stood out to me because I've been working on not being selfish and getting stuff from my brother because he always gets stuff from me. So, yeah. Praise God. So, um, I need every child close, close. First two rows, first two rows. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's turn the big lights on. So, um, this is going to be a very interactive conversation with you kids. And I'm going to start teaching on this commandment. Commandment number five, and then I'm going to end with um, just sharing some Eric encouragement for you guys. And uh, here's the here's the truth. Um, I am very grateful for the opportunity to 
to share encouragement. And um, when, when I was praying about how to encourage, what to encourage regarding, um, to be 100% honest, I had my four kids in mind. Um, I'm not sure why that is. It's, they're just my kids. And, and, I, and, and I see what the Lord is doing in their lives. And I, and I have a, um, not unlike every one of you parents in here, just an absolute desperation in me to see them continue to draw close to the Lord. And, um, and what's beautiful is, is, is as I um, see my role in encouraging my kids, um, you, the rest of you kids is 100% a part of that and 100% necessary for that. So um, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to, to share with, with you kids. And uh, I just, I'm grateful. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to just be with these incredible kids. I thank you for the, the testimonies that have been shared that just declare your realness and your goodness and your sovereignty, the goodness of your ways and your, and your judgments and your statutes and your precepts, the goodness of the work of your spirit in each of the parents in this room and for the, for the fruit that is, that is our kids. We just worship you for it. We praise you for it. We recognize you for it. It is all from you. It's only because of you. And so we just we just worship you right now. And I pray, Father, that, that the next few minutes you would just um, continue to, to speak to us the words that would draw us into you, the words that would build our faith, the words that would build our belief, the words that would encourage our obedience. Because it is our heart's desire to know you more. It is our heart's desire to please you. It is our heart's desire to, to walk in your ways, to honor you, Father God. So I just I pray for a guard on my mouth, Lord, that your words will come forth in only your words. I pray for clarity for the kids to the youngest one, that they can receive everything that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about obedience and obedience to God's commandments. And we've been um, regularly kind of going back to the question, why? Why obey God's commandments? Why should we? Anyone got a, anyone got a reason? Oh, what's that? I, I couldn't say it better myself. It is awesome to obey God's commandments. That's that's really the end of the sermon. I mean, it should be because it, it, you know, any more probably just water it down. I agree completely, buddy. It is awesome to keep God's commandments. Why else? That's a big one, right? Not good stuff happens if we choose to not keep God's commandments. Man, I wish I'd have known that when I was your age. Cole, that's so right on the money. Why else? Lacey said, so we can know him more. Is that biblical? 
You guys know that you can know God more by keeping His commandments? How many of you want to know God more? I loved hearing um, Kyle's testimony that his boys are asking, how do you hear God's voice? Kelly has asked me that many, many times. You know, she literally has the same desire that, that Kai has, to, to hear God's voice, to know that she's hearing God's voice. And, and, and Kyle's advice to his son was right on the money, that one of the best ways to hear God's voice is to give him the word. And what you're going to find in God's word is God's commandments. And as you walk in God's commandments, you're going to come to know him more. That's exactly right. Why else should we obey? That's right. Diane, Diane's reading a book right now that's... Um, She's been sharing a lot of the cool parts with me, which is the awesome thing about having a praying and reading and, and a wife that's pursuing the Lord they can share with you. And then I would have to read that particular book. Uh, but one of the things she said was, um, it was, this was from the author, but the author said, um, show me what you believe by how you live. If what you believe doesn't change how you live, you don't really believe it. And I just thought that's such a that's such a simple but beautiful truth. And he went on to say, if your belief isn't strong enough to change how you live, it's not strong enough to save you. And I thought, wow, that's a that's a pretty bold statement. You know, but I think that I think that aligns pretty well with a lot of scripture. Like, we are only saved by our faith, right? We all believe that. But I think what the author is saying is our faith, if it's real, will literally change the way we live. And ultimately manifest in what Diane is talking about, a life of fruit that the rest of the world partakes of. You know that the fruit of your life is not for you specifically? Think about a tree. Like, a tree doesn't eat its own apples, right? Those apples are taken taken. So the fruit of your life is for the benefit of others. The Bible says so that the world might see your good deeds and the Father be glorified. So the, so the, so the Lord might see your light and be drawn unto the Father. Right? That only happens if you believe the truth and you believe it enough to align your life with it. And that alignment is called obedience. And you're right, it's where all good fruit is. Anything else come to mind? Why to keep God's commandments? Did you guys know that obedience pleases God? Did you know that? That's a pretty crazy concept, right? That the God of the universe can be pleased. I've actually been taught in some, in some studies that God can't be pleased by us. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we're to seek to please God. And what the Father is pleased by is our obedience. So how many of you recognize that every good thing in your life comes from God? That's a, that's a pretty awesome place to be. Because when you get to that place, 
you know what you know what your heart wants to start doing you want to start pleasing God you want to you want to start making you want to start like responding and and giving back and the way that we give back is through obedience so that's a beautiful thing when you get to the part where you said man God is so good to me my life is blessed what can I give God worship and obedience the two things that he desires yes Jackson that's right to show God you love him in fact it's I'd say it's the most biblically supported action regarding how we love God. Keeping His commandments. Exactly right, buddy. So there's a huge and powerful list about why we should keep His commandments. Right? So the commandment that the Lord has us on right now is actually one of the Ten Commandments. And we know that there's more in, in the Word regarding how God instructs us to live. But the Ten Commandments, you know, they, 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 they form obviously a, a foundation for what it means to love God. To be set apart unto Him, to be His people. Remember the, the people group that He originally gave the Ten Commandments to were who? Israelites, right? And, and who were the Israelites at this time? They had been slaves in Egypt for 400 years. And they had just completed the exodus and they were literally in the middle of nowhere. They had no clue how to be God's people. They really didn't even have a clue how to be a human. All they'd done for 400 years is make bricks. So God was literally instructing them on totally what it means to be human almost like from scratch and I would argue that the Ten Commandments are really like just the foundation of by the creator of humanness what it means to be human they're not like religious rules it's God's definition of this is what it looks like to be human and right in the middle of that he gives us a commandment that I would say is definitely targeted towards you guys commandment number five so someone read it real loud in your bible or or on the board behind me or should i read it okay it says honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, two things are interesting about this particular commandment. First, the word honor, and it's the, the reason we talked about that word specifically last week. It's the heart and soul of this commandment. And I think often the commandment gets reduced down to obey your mother and your father which is not what the commandment is. It's to honor. And so whereas obedience is certainly a part of honoring, honoring is much bigger than just obeying. And so we went back to the first time this word was used. And anyone remember what that story was from last week? 
it was the story of the parting of the Red Sea, right? And, and the Israelites had been led right to the edge of the, of the Red Sea. God instructs Moses to put his staff in the water. The water is parted. And Moses begins to lead the Israelites across the Red Sea. And God says to Moses, I am doing this so that I may gain honor over the Pharaoh, his soldiers, and his horsemen. And he says, when I, when I finish doing what I'm getting ready to do, I will gain honor over Pharaoh, his soldiers, and his horsemen. Then you remember what God did to Pharaoh, his soldiers, and his horsemen as they followed across on dry land. As soon as the last Israelite walked, walked onto the shore, the waters of the Red Sea are released, and Pharaoh's army is completely wiped out. And it was, and it was that act from the Father that gained God honor over Pharaoh and his soldiers and his horsemen. So if that's, the, if that's how the Bible first uses the word honor, this very word right here, how would you guys think... What, what do you guys think honor means here? It's a big deal, right? Is it important to keep God's commandments? Right? That huge list we just came up with? Well, this is a specific commandment to you guys. And it starts with the word honor. So it's probably pretty important that we know what, that, what God meant when he said that, right? So what do you think he meant? What does the word honor mean, Cal? Definitely. I'd say respect is a huge part of that. Do you think Pharaoh had respect for God after that experience? Definitely. What else do you think Pharaoh had for God after that experience? You think he would have obeyed God after that? He knew he knew he knew who God was after that, didn't he? He kind of knew God was the boss, didn't he? Fear. Absolutely. You think Pharaoh feared God after that? I'd say God was actually trying to almost earn Pharaoh's fear. Right? Pharaoh did not recognize who God was. Pharaoh did not recognize God's power. He did not recognize God's authority. He mocked God. He disobeyed God. He disrespected God. So God said, I'm going to gain his honor or I'm going to gain his respect. I'm going to gain his fear. I'm going to gain his obedience by doing something that shows my power, my position, my authority, what I am capable of. So could it be that God wants you guys to recognize your mother and your father's position, your mother and your father's authority, what your mother and your father are capable of? I think that's exactly what it means. To honor your mother and your father ultimately means to recognize them for the position that God has put them in in your lives. And that position is one of authority, 
It's one you are to be obedient to. Right? Now, the second part of this commandment that I think is really interesting is it's the only one of the ten that comes with a... Um, a what is the right word? Kind of a reward. Like, this is a promise. This is a promise of what will be yours if you choose to do this. If you choose to do what? Honor your mother and your father. Where? Oh. Really? Shoot, that needs to be changed then. This is me. Okay, so this is this one can be also a little bit confusing. So he says, honor your mother and father that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So this is a this is a commandment with a promise. The promise is if you honor your mother and your father, your days may be long. Now that's a that's kind of tricky. One of the um, when I, when I kind of looked at the original language, um, it's a little bit more difficult because it's not a single word, but one of the ways you could look at maybe long, that, that kind of spoke to me, communicated to me, is that, that you may have continuance, or that you may continue on. So that your days may continue on in the land your, your, the Lord your God is giving you. So if we know, yes, sir? I got one on that. So like, so like lately the boys and I we talk about this a lot is that our time has been short together just like two days and it's crazy because we've been praying on this for like a few months and the days that we have have been long days they have gone and the days other days have been flowing by wouldn't you? I mean that's been kind of true so yeah. I really see that as that the days are good they're yeah. just filled a good day that you just have etched in your memory yep. forever so absolutely Be, and then, so let's talk about the land piece too so, so this um, commandment was originally given to the Israelites, right? Given to them when they were in the wilderness, but they were being led to where? Promised land, right? Look at, look at the language of the Bible, a promised land, right? So this is, a, this is a promise from the Father of something that he wants to give to them. And he wants them to, to live long in. But if you know the story, what do we know about the Israelites and their ability to maintain or, or remain or have continuous continuance in the land. It was, it was contingent on their obedience, right? And so you see in Scripture, you see this kind of, sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't, sometimes they're fighting for it, sometimes they have peace. There's this um, obedience peace that is directly tied to whether or not they, they have a full grasp and realization on, of the promises that God has for them. So if we, so if we um, look at land being something a little bit larger than just a specific piece of earth, right, that he was, that he was um, promising the people of God, what, what words come to mind that we could kind of add to land? Anything come to mind? 
Okay. Kelly said territory. And don't think about specifically just land, geography, borders, and whatnot. What all was God inviting the, the people of God into in, in, in the... Um, and the promises that he was offering to them, what, what were exactly? Blessings. What else? Here's a hint. They're Luke. I'm going to add to that, Luke, because it's perfect and it's super important. And I would add to water because that's kind of specific to the desert. I'm just going to add provision because that means all that all that God needed to take care of. Their needs that He needed to take care of. Water being a very specific one. What else? What was God offering them? Very good. You should start. You should be seeing a pattern now. A pattern of. The things that we have already been mentioning. Owen? Good. What else? Manna. Manna, I'd say. have already surpassed the list that I could come up with. The last three that were added, community, authority, and protection. You guys seeing this? What was God inviting this blank slate people group into? He was inviting them into a covenant relationship, right, that encompassed so much. The land being just a tiny part of it. An important part, but a tiny part. In addition to the promised land, it was it came with a promise of blessings, a promise of provision, a promise of relationship. I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. This is going to be your home. It's going to be the place where you, the territory where you have authority, where you are going to possess it. You are going to own it. From that place, you're going to have this community of set apart, a holy nation, like a nation of priests and kings. Uh, Exodus chapter 3, you're going to have authority in that position. Um, uh in that territory, you're going to have protection. I'm going to be your protection. There's so much that, that comes along with the land. Yes, Kirby? Absolutely. That was, that was actually the last one that I had. I'll put purpose, responsibility, and ministry. Absolutely. So look at this. Look at look at the commandment again with a better understanding of what's being promised. The promise to you kids is that if you honor your mother and father, you what you may have continuance or you may continue on in all of this. You may have you may you may carry on in 
God's blessings. You may have continuous or continual experience of God's blessings. You will have continued experience of God's provision. You would have a continued experience in ongoing relationship with God. You see how big this is? And this is all tied to what? Honoring your mother and your father. Do you think this is a big deal to God? Do you think this is important to Him? How many commandments were on the were on the stone tablets, by the way? Ten. Right? How many could there have been? God's a big God. He could have had many. Right? God chose in His wisdom to narrow it down to ten. And as a part of the, the ten most important things that God could give a total blank slate people group on what it means to be human, he puts right in the middle of it. Kids, honor your parents. And not only does he, does he, does he do that, but he says, if you will, there's a huge list of awesome things that you are going to have. Is this a big one? Yes, sir. I actually had that on my list too. Exactly right. Identity. Beautiful. So what does honoring your father look like? What's that? I just said it. Yes, anyone can answer. Remember, remember, um, the quote was, "Show me your beliefs by how you live." Right. So, if your belief is, "I want to obey God," I want to keep His commandments, then this is a commandment that is directly given to you kids. And the commandment is, "Honor your mother and your father," or "Honor your father and your mother." And God adds to the importance with this incredible list of things that you will have continuance in if you do this. How do you actually walk that out? Lynn.
train. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Absolutely.
think that's exactly right. And to summarize both Lynn and Naomi's point, our obedience to God's commandments is not contingent upon the people around us, their worthiness, right? Um, thankfully, thank goodness that's the case. Because if our obedience to God's commandments was re a co contingent on the world around us being aligned with the Father as well, no one would be obedient, right? This is, a, this is about us and Him. This is about our giving Him His rightful place and understanding this commandment to be from the ultimate authority. That's a big, big point. You know, Jesus said often when he was teaching, um, you know, if you love those who love you, you're no different than someone that doesn't know me. But if, but if, you, but if you actually love and pray for someone that's persecuting you, that is fruit, that is light, that is distinction because of me. And that's what God is after. So it's so it requires us to be obedient to God's commandments in spite of the world around us. Does that make sense? So there is no there is no point, kids, when you can say, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna honor my mom today because she doesn't deserve it. We we absolutely cannot say that. Because God said honor your mother. I'm not going to honor my father today because he's wrong. God's word doesn't give us the place to do that. Does that make sense? It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. So, so um, regarding obedience to this, here's my challenge to you kids. Um, pray into exactly what it means to honor your parents. Bigger than obey. Obedience is a part of it, but... But what you really need, what we all really need, is the, is the Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, leads us into all truth. There is a truth that is from the Father regarding what this honoring of our parents looks like that we need the Spirit to lead us into. Does that make sense? And, and the Bible says clearly we can ask for that. We can ask for that wisdom. We can ask for that, um, that, that Spirit-led Lead, leading into the truth of what it means to honor our parents. guys willing to do that kids yes ma'am yes
class. Okay, so um, I'm gonna rely on you guys to, to press into that more. Press into more of what God means when he says honor your father and your mother. Um, and now I wanna, I wanna just encourage you. Can I just encourage you guys? So um, I want all the kids to come back up here. I'm not sure where they disappeared to, but just come up and get close. I want to see your eyes. That, that, that seat's fine. Yeah, you can pull your chair up if you want. That's awesome. Okay, so um, I've, I really prayed about this. I really prayed into God. What? How, how do I encourage this group of kids? Um, what are? What do you? How? What do you want me to encourage them with? And I feel like He gave me four specific things. And, um, and it starts with a st story from the Bible that um, you probably would remember. I'll give you the two-minute version. Um, Elijah, who was a prophet, kept tipping off this certain king's evil plans to the Israelites. So there was this evil king that wanted to come and destroy the Israelites, but a prophet, who's someone that hears from, from the Father, kept tipping the Israelites off to what this guy was going to do so he could never trap them, he could never defeat them. And um, this particular king got really angry and found out where the prophet was and sent his whole army to, to where the prophet was and surrounded the little, basically the little town that this prophet and his partner was sleep, were, were asleep in. And so when they woke up in the morning, the partner kind of opened the door and basically saw this king's army all around them, ready to destroy them. Two guys against an entire army. And, um, and the, the partner, the, the, the servant of the prophet, woke the prophet up and said, we're in deep trouble. This king has totally surrounded us and he's getting ready to wipe us out. And the prophet said something super specific. And he actually prayed. And what he prayed was for this, his servant's eyes to be opened. And the specific words he said was, open your eyes so that you might see that those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And as soon as he made that prayer, the, 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 the servant's eyes were opened. And you know what he saw? Surrounding the bad guy's army? Chariots of fire. Like literal angels, angel warriors, surrounding the men of God, surrounding the bad guy's army, and they were never touched. So why do I share that story? I share that story to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you in four things. And in these four things, here's what I want you to know, and here's why I'm supposed to, I believe I was supposed to start with that story. As you guys embrace these four things, and as you guys practice these four things in your life, you are going to be distinctly different from everybody else. And it is going to often feel like the whole rest of the world is against you. It is going to often feel like you have no partners, like you have no numbers, like you have no support, that you are totally alone. But here's what you need to know, and here's what I'm praying the Lord literally just convicts you in your heart of, that when you align with the Father, and, we, and when you keep His commandments, that those who are with you 
are way more than those who are against you. That you will literally have all of heaven. That you will have all of God's armies, all the angel armies, the creator himself and the king of kings and lord of lords on your side. And it does not matter. When that's on your side, the ones that are against you don't matter. They will never matter. Does that make sense? So, so here's the first thing that I'm going to encourage you guys with. I'm going to write this down so you guys can write it down if you want to. Okay, Kelly, read that real loud. Okay, here's my first encouragement to you kids. My first encouragement to you kids is for you guys to learn to celebrate being set apart. Okay, here's the journey that myself and my wife have been on, that Susie has been on, that Michael and Darlene have been on, that Karen and Andrew have been on, that Jacob and Diana have been on, that Bonnie's been on, that Kyle's been on, that the courses have been on with us from the very beginning. In the beginning, here's what we believed because here's what we were taught. Our goal should be to look like everybody else so that they feel comfortable around us. So that we can, so that we can welcome them in and love them. So look just like everybody else. And here's how the Lord has corrected us and here's how the Spirit of God has corrected our path because what the Word of God says is that the people of God are supposed to be set apart. The people of God, the Word calls holy. And holy means totally different from something that's not holy. Totally different from something that's not set apart. And throughout Scripture, what we see, what Kyle just spoke about, is a remnant group of people, a small group of people who have remained obedient to the call on the people of God to be a set-apart people. So in our lives, we have had to make this transition from literally trying to look like everybody else to now seeing the Word of God teach and the Spirit of God lead us into a, an understanding that, no, we're not supposed to look like everybody else. The reality is we're actually supposed to look very different from everybody else. And the differences that we are called to, they, every one of them are, are um, brought about by obedience to God's commandments. As we are obedient to God's commandments, which are unique to the Bible and to the people of God, those people that walk in those will look different than those that don't. And what we have had to um, kind of navigate as people making this transition is we've actually sometimes kind of felt the need to like hide those differences or to not be ashamed of them but not necessarily be proud of them to to kind of figure out how to do them but not offend people with them here's what here's the transition that that i know that the lord is leading us on that i pray you guys don't even have to make a transition in that you would start right now to embrace and literally celebrate your differentness Celebrate your distinctness, celebrate your uniqueness, celebrate your holiness, and set up, celebrate your set-apartness. 
you guys are going to look dramatically different than your friends that are not believers or just people that are not believers. You are supposed to look dramatically different. So the areas where God has called you to be obedient that are unlike anything else anyone is doing in, celebrate those things. Celebrate those things in each other. It shows something. It shows that you are God's. It shows that you belong to Him. The Bible says that my, the, the, God says that my people obey my commandments. My people walk in my ways. Um, especially when it sets you different than everybody else. I got to brag on Canon. Because you were distinctly different than so many kids that I know um, when we were at the lake this weekend or this week, whenever we were there a couple days ago. And what I noticed, and I feel like the Lord just, just highlighted it to me, it probably happened like six times while we were out at the lake. In, in, in some moments of excitement or whatever, whatever it was, you said like probably six times, oh my goodness, or oh my gosh, something like that. And, and the reality is, is every time you said it, I just got this like full heart that you, that you would um, intentionally not say, oh my God. And I know that's a small, small thing, but there are so many kids who don't do that. There are so many kids who have not been taught that. They don't even think about it. They don't care about it. They'll say, oh my God, all day, every day. You went out of your way. I saw you go out of your way to not do that. Instead, you say, oh my gosh. And that is a difference. That, that makes you different. And I knew it, it made me proud of you guys. It gave me joy to know that I'm doing life with a, with a family that would teach their kid to speak that way. That's a beautiful thing. That is a rare thing. Kids these days, their language is terrible because they're not being taught to be set apart. They're not being taught to be holy. They're not being sanctified and consecrated for the Father's purposes. You are. Right down to and including when you get flipped off the sea biscuit and pop out of the water and say, oh my gosh, that honored God when you did that. It encouraged me. So thank you for that. And I share that with all of you kids. Be different. Celebrate your differentness. Someone else recognizes how different it is that Cameron says, oh my gosh. That's a beautiful thing. You hearing this? Celebrate it together. You guys have this unique opportunity to do this together. Celebrate it. Understand this is, this is the calling on your life to look different. Do not be embarrassed by it, Lacey. That is a lie from the enemy. Anything that is aligned with God's word that makes you feel embarrassed, that's a lie from the enemy. You celebrate it. And someone support her when she does it. Yes.
show you what you believe. Beautiful. In every way, in every detail. Beautiful. Uh-uh. So, so we're going beyond no longer being embarrassed. We're going beyond that. You kids in particular are going beyond that. You're going to celebrate it. You're going to celebrate holiness. You're going to celebrate distinctiveness. You're going to celebrate set-apartness. Because it's the most awesome thing 